Welcome to Jiri Snacks, snackable episodes about the Jiri exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable Jiri course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to get you better results in less time. You can try out our Jiri course for free at achievable.me, and if you like it, use the code podcast to get 10% off at checkout. Also, if you have a question or topic that you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, please contact me at tyler at achievable.me with the subject line podcast topic, and we would love to hear from you. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Brooke Hansen on the show from Super Tutor TV. Brooke, do you want to share a little bit about what you guys do? Sure. I've been, um, so I've been tutoring and teaching for almost 20 years. I um, run a YouTube channel called Super Tutor TV. We've got something like 270,000 subscribers and 20 million views plus. Um, We focus on college admissions, SAT and ACT prep the most. But we also, I've also done some GRE prep. We've got some tutors that work for us that also do GRE prep. So we've done a little bit of GRE in there. And I actually used to do a lot more GRE before Super uh-huh. Tutor TV took off because I've been doing this for like almost two decades. So, um, yeah. And uh, and, th- and this topic today is kind of relevant to all the Yeah. Above, right? So test anxiety but... is something, you know, it's like every test out there, right? Yeah. We, we deal with test anxiety. So, yeah. So, yeah, we've also got an online course. We actually do an SAT, ACT online course. Um, yeah. And you can find out more about us at supertutortv.com or YouTube slash supertutortv is where mm-hmm. you can find us. So, yeah. Great. So that's our deal. Cool. So let's jump into this. We're going to talk about test anxiety, right? Yep. Favorite yeah, topic. So, exactly. Well, it's 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 a topic that I think is actually pretty popular on this. Um, not not popular from the guests as much as popular from the listeners, right? Like, because we've covered this a little bit in the past, and people really like to hear about it because I think a you know people are kind of more anxious than ever in a lot of ways, um, but then b is you know particularly with the GRE this is probably the first test that you've taken in five years. Yeah. Right. And on top of that, like it's a lot harder than a normal test. It is four hours long and it's Mm -hmm. also maybe going to determine the rest of your life. So no pressure. Right. So it's like, there's a lot of things that make it more anxious. Um, And I'm curious kind of what your thoughts are. Yeah. So I'm going to actually mix up. I was going to go in a different order, but I'm going to mix it up. Because you just started talking about that. So I'm going to flow with the conversation and mix up my plan a little bit. So, yeah. So one of the biggest things that I say to people with test anxiety is always plan to take the test multiple times, right? This is a long Mm. game. Get ready for it. Just plan. Just be like, I'm going to take the thing five times. Just, Just like, you know, just resign yourself to that fact. But with the GRE, that's hard because it's $185 a take. Like, that's not, that's not like... I mean, the SAT is still what, like 50, 70 money, bucks yeah. or something. It's still expensive for a lot of people, but but 185 bucks, like I feel like, you know, I should get a massage out of that or something. Um, if mm-hmm. I'm playing paying that much, I don't know. Um, but yeah, but plan to take it multiple times, but you kind of have to but I but I even still think if you really have serious test anxiety, that's one of the first things that you want to think about. But again, with the GRE, it it is a little bit of a, you know. Catch. The other thing about the GRE is there is a limit to the number of times you can take it. You can't take it more than five times in any continuous 365-day period, which is a Uh little bit of a limitation in the sense that, like, when you have high school students and they have test anxiety, one, we've got two tests to take, right? If Uh you – if if we're talking about – ACT and SAT. Yeah, SAT versus ACT, you can take both tests, right? And then you can sit for one five times and the other five times, and boom, you got 10 test takes in a single year. Boom. You know, your weekends are shot. Like, don't plan on a social life on Saturday morning, but – 
but you can do but it. But at least you got lots of test scores. Yeah, yeah, you can do it. And with the GRE, you're kind of narrowly stuck. And unless you're looking at business school or something like that, or one of these programs where they'll take a different test, you have one test you can take and this is it. And mm-hmm. you, you've got to do it. So um, so I understand that it's a hard swill to, pill to swallow. But if it's possible for you to plan to take it multiple times, that's my first thing is to ease the pressure. You know, it's not the end of the world. It's not the only take. But that brings me to number two, which is the idea that really, if you want to kill the test anxiety, you want to plan ahead and study and really be prepared. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot harder to stay calm and to feel like you know what you're doing when you're doing something that you don't have as much experience in, right? When you haven't done the groundwork, when you haven't done the preparation, yeah. when you don't feel like you know this test up and down. Um, and so it's, I just think it's extra important for people with test anxiety to start early, to take practice tests under actual conditions as often as possible. And that means not, I know it's tempting to break them up and do like a half hour here and a half hour there and a half hour here and that kind of stuff. But when you know these tests make you nervous and they like like make you go crazy, you know, set it up. I usually also like to tell students, you know, figure out what time of day you're going to take your test. Take your right. practice test at that same time or schedule your test in a way with the GRE, right? You're like at these digital testing prometric centers and whatever. Mm-hmm. You can schedule your test at a time where you know, okay, I'm more focused here. This is the time I have to practice every week. So I'm going to do it at the same time. Um, But yeah. And then and then the third thing on the plan ahead, you know, get started early, take it under actual conditions and then know your score range. I mean, if if you haven't taken a bunch of practice tests and you don't know where you're expecting to be, you also can't necessarily gauge how much is this actually test anxiety or is it that I'm giving myself more credit than I should be because I'm actually not as prepared as I think I am because I keep doing this in piecemeal ways. And I like, oh, I got 10 of those right. I'm doing so well. Um, and you really need to know where you're at. So that's well, and it's not, it's the, the phrase that's been used a lot, um, on that I've heard Mm -hmm. other people talking on this podcast is like, it's like a sporting event, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, or it's like a, you know, a play, like it's some kind of performance. People use those two analogies a lot. And if you know how to do one scene in the play and you got it nailed, that doesn't mean that you know how to do the whole play with all the scenes back to back to back together Yes. And to have the stamina to do it all, yes. right? Like, and that's yes. kind of the thing that a lot of people like. They'll they'll take practice sections, yes, and then they'll think that they're good. I know. Then they're and then that's not true at all. You got to do the whole thing. And then they call it test anxiety, right? They're like, "Oh, right. I get test anxiety." It's like, no, you didn't actually like prepare as well as you could have. So. So some of this, too, is like meeting out all the other issues that could happen. But when you have test anxiety, we're, you know, we're I'm going to get even to my Hail Mary list here of like, like, what do we do when I'm just super stressed? You're doing mm-hmm. everything you can. Right. Like that's part of the right. game. So. So that's, well, and the biggest the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry, just one more yeah, comment yeah. on that. The biggest thing you can probably do mm-hmm. is prepare more. Yes. That's the easiest, straightforward thing that, yes, that you can do. That's in your control. So the third thing that I like to say about people with test anxiety is I always like to say that you want to have a day of plan so that you can stay calm. Mm -hmm. One of the things that often happens with my students who do struggle with test anxiety is when they're at home, you know, mistakes don't bother them a lot. But when they get in the test on test day, they suddenly, this perfectionism, like, grabs a hold of them. And if they make one mistake... They're like, oh my gosh, I have to get it right. I have to get it right, right? I can't get that wrong. Or the one question that like stumped them will haunt them, right? Mm-hmm. 
they get one or two questions wrong and then suddenly they have this haunting over them. And when you're haunted, you can't move forward very effectively. So what I like to do with my students is I like to say, hey, let's look at all your practice tests. And if you know you have test anxiety, let's actually crank that score even down from your best practice test, right? Let's not aim for your best practice test, right? Let's crank off that by a few extra points, right? We'll crank that down in terms of our expectations. And then we're going to count up the number of items you get to get wrong on each section. And then right. I tell my students their job is not to get everything right when they go in for the test. Their job is tri to triumphantly miss five questions, 10 questions, whatever their goal score is. Mm -hmm. And then when they feel overwhelmed, when they feel like, oh, I'm missing this. They embrace it and they go, ah, I found the one I'm getting wrong. Yes, I'm going to get five wrong today. And I found one of them, right? And so at least for the first five, I mean, when they sometimes I have students and they still have a bad day and they get they feel like they're getting 10 wrong. And then, yeah, maybe they start to panic. But at least we got through the first half of the test where they just embraced it, right? Where they embraced the mistake. Um, right. So that, yeah, and I think I think that's yeah. like very similar to a device I've heard from other people, mm -hmm. um, like two, two follow-ups to that. The first is that, um, like you said, the GRE is not a perfectionism test. And I think like the, the thing that happens, particularly with people that were like good students in college or whatever, is being a good student is you get everything perfect. Right. Right. Or, you know, 90% sure. plus perfect, yeah. right. A, to a, get a, an a, a. Yes. Right. And, and the GRE is more like a triage situation. Right. Like you're trying to just like, you know, if you, you're looking at every problem and you're saying, if I can't figure this out in 90 seconds or less, I just got to bounce and move yeah. on and cut my losses. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. And then the second piece that's really important that I think is interesting um, is that there are some tutors that I've had on this podcast that I've talked to that mm -hmm. said that they intend, like they take the, the, uh, the power prep practice tests mm -hmm. and they did so in a way where they like, they kind of were testing how many they could get wrong and still get a perfect score oh, on the quant. Yeah. Um, on the verbal, you do need to get pretty close yeah, to perfect to get a perfect rough. score. Yeah, yeah. But on the quant, you can miss as many as 20% and still oh, get a perfect score. That's yeah. crazy. As long as you're missing the hard problems, right? right because the way the GRE scoring works like is that like adaptive, right? So you can't yeah, miss adaptive. the easy ones in the first section and expect to get the hard section second, right? Right. Or even if you're on the second section, if you miss an easy question on the hard second section, right. that's still going to knock you off a perfect score. But if you're only missing like the insane Because each one has a different ones. value, right? These, these right, weird exactly. formula. I know. Who knows the mysteries of the college board? Or... Yeah. Or it's, uh, yeah, or, it's ETS, ETS, I think, right, for, right. for the mysteries G of ETS. GRE, but yeah, GRE, they, GRE. they very much have very well-paid somebodies who are yeah. managing that, right? All the data. I don't um, want to know. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you're, it's it, the, the point of sharing those things, though, is just to reinforce to the audience that, like, you definitely should not be going in with a perfectionist mindset. Right. And hopefully that reduces your anxiety a little bit. Yeah. And then, like I said, the, the other thing is, it's just this idea of, like, I'm going to get some things wrong today and that's OK. And even if you right. are going for the perfect score, if you have test anxiety, you need to just, like, you're going to do not, worse if you worry yeah. about it. Like, 
you have to dismantle that thinking somehow. So um, other obvious things too with our day of plan, don't get stuck on a single question. That's one of the things that sometimes, and again, it's tied to the same idea of perfectionism, but don't let yourself get stuck. Make sure you have your pacing plan. Make sure you know like how many minutes you should be taking per question and that you're paying attention to that. Sometimes occasionally I do have, with the GRE, like you're on, you're on a screen and there's a timer. And so it's a little bit more time aware than some of the paper tests that I work on. But um but yeah, I, I find that sometimes, again, when students practice in the same way that like, oh, yeah, I never practiced a whole test at once, right? They're like, oh, yeah, I never really looked at the clock because they never had any time issues because I wasn't that nervous. And then they get nervous and suddenly, you know, they start doing weird things with their time. So that's the other thing is just be aware of time and manage it. Right. And also um, definitely take timed practice tests. Oh, 100%. Yeah, right. always. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're not yeah. taking time to practice tests, they basically don't yeah. count. And like I said, you're, so many people practice these with computerized tests, right? Most people are using right. computerized GRE practice tests. So there's less. But I still find students where they come in for a private tutoring session. I'm like, how many like digital practice tests have you taken? And they're like, none, right? And they're like, I just got a bunch of books. So you never know, you know? It's... It's, yeah, it's good to practice. And, and then obviously with the time tools and all that stuff and know it. Um, my fourth point is it's not the end of the world. You know, you've got to get out of that. This is the end of the world. This is like my future. And now for better or for worse. And I like I'm a test prep professional. So like I don't like to share this, but um, many graduate programs have been moving toward test optional policies. You know, I looked up like Stanford physics today optional GRE, right? Both the subject right. and the overall test. So the other thing too, and I like this for people with test anxiety. I don't, I think test optional just gets really confusing for undergrads. And like, I'm not going to go into that debate. And it's also really highly problematic with undergrads because you've got all these kids from like all these high schools all over the country with inflated GPAs, blah, blah, blah. But College is a little bit different when you're applying to a PhD program or a master's program. Or grad school, yeah. Yeah, grad school. Because a lot of it's based on your college grades. Yeah, and it's like, okay, if you went to Ohio State and you have a perfect 4.0, like, like they can figure out what that means a little bit more easily, right? right? Than like I went to, you know, I was homeschooled in Alabama and here's my straight A's, right? So um, in any case, but, but know that it isn't the end of the world. Um, and in particular... As of 2018, there's been a movement away from requiring the GRE at a lot of departments, especially in the life sciences. And, you know, it depends on what field you're in. Um, but even now, there's probably at least 20 to 40 well-known, probably top 200 ranked colleges that are fully GRE optional, which is definitely not the majority, I would say, at this point. So I'm not saying give up. I'm not saying don't take it. If you're applying to multiple programs, like you probably should have a score. And test optional doesn't mean you don't want to test. Like if you have a great test score, awesome, wonderful, fabulous. But I also will say that like hopefully if it takes a little bit of the edge off to know oh, I probably could apply to some programs without it and it's not going to kill me. And obviously this is stuff that you need to do as research. You know, uh -huh. different people are at different stages within their research. Some people have looked all this information up. Some people just, you know, they saw two colleges need it. They made the assumption they made their, their you know, program list and off they go. Um, but yeah, but you can check into that and know it. And more than anything, I just like to let people know that there is a lifeline. Like you probably can still go to graduate school without it. Um, it's just, you're going to have reduced choices, but it's not the end of the world. Um, yeah, this, this actually is very similar to something that I do in my personal life to manage my own anxiety, which 
My wife kind of hates, but I mean, it works for me, which is I'm just like, what's actually the worst thing that could happen? Yes. Right? Yes. And it's like things like, okay, the actual worst thing that could happen is I get a terrible score and I only, and I just don't submit it wherever I can. And then I have to submit it to the places that I have to submit it and I get rejected. And I go to one of those other schools or the absolute, absolute worst case scenario is like, I get rejected everywhere and I have to do some more studying and take this again, right? Which isn't even that bad yeah. when you're already planning on taking it again. Right. If right. You, or, the, you know, the absolute, yeah. absolute, absolute worst case scenario is I am so bad at the GRE that I never go to graduate school and I'm not going to die. No. I mean, and you right? probably and already I, like, have an undergraduate degree. Like you already have a bachelor's. Right. Like you're doing all right. Right. Well, and like, I, you know, I have a job or yeah. whatever and I'm, yeah. you know, like I could figure that out. Right. Yeah. So it's like. Like, as much as it's kind of, you know, sometimes that exercise is more stressful than helpful. For me, it's helpful, right? Yeah. To just be like, okay, what's actually, like, what's my Mm -hmm. actual range of outcomes here? Yes. Right? And the bad one's not that bad. No, it's not that bad. It's okay. Okay, so my number five, and this is my Hail Mary, and that's like seek extra sort of unconventional help. Um, Mm -hmm. Three ideas here. One which is maybe a little more conventional nowadays, is meditation. I have some students that they meditate before they go in, right? They'll do Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that from other people too. Yeah. It works really well. So that's something you can do the morning of the test. And you can also practice meditation, right? Like get a you know meditation app or whatever and practice it in the weeks before the test. And then before the test that morning, wake up early, meditate. So meditation, number one. Number two, hypnotists. It has been few and oh, far wow. between that I have had students go to hypnotists, but I have had some students with test anxiety over the many years that I've worked swear by hypnotist. I'm huh. just putting it out there. I'm just saying these are the Hail Marys. Would I go to a hypnotist? <laughs> I'm not the hypnotist type, okay? I'm not going to do yeah, that, yeah. but I would just work harder. I would just study, study, and like take the thing seven times, right? And be crazy about it. Um, but hypnotist. And the third thing, so there's this drop that's like a essential oil drop. That you can okay. get on Amazon.com. Now, this is hokey, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we're we're fully in the Los Angeles vibe. We're into right the now. Los Angeles. This is what I get for working in Los Angeles. It's called Box <laughs> Rescue Remedy. Okay. And it's okay. this this like essential oil drop of like, I don't know if it's lavender or what's in it. But apparently you just like dab it on yourself like perfume, or maybe you drink it. I don't even know what you do with it. Like this is how much I know about it. But I have students who have used it and who said it was helpful. So there you go. There's this drop and you use it and it's like, ah, you know, it helps you relax, right. but you should practice what it from my students that have used it. I have heard you should practice with it on a practice test before you do it the day of, cause it's a little funky. So make so sure you practice. Smelling, smelling, I don't know. Smelling like a smelling, witch. I don't know. Like I, I think it's or, like lavender, yeah. but let me look it up. Box rescue remedy. What is this? How do we use this pet supplement? Okay, so here's the crazy thing. It's for, it's for pets, pets stress relief. So like, yeah, it's made for pets. But I think So it probably is lavender. It. I mean, yeah, so it's, it's probably funny. just lavender oil. Yeah. My, so my like hearing this uh my takeaway yeah. is that one is like, you know, there there is something to be said about the fact that, you know, if you have an eye mask made with like lavender oil or a lavender like scent mm-hmm. or petals in it or whatever, like my wife has one. Oh, yeah. Um, it does help you go to sleep. Yeah. It's, right? So it's There's not lavender. So like, it's, oh, it's not lavender. cherry plum, clematis, 
Impatience, Rock Rose, and Star of Bethlehem. But it's, I don't even know what half of like most I know, of those who are. knows what the heck those are. Inactive uh, but, ingredient. Yeah. But yeah, my I guess my point though is like, okay, so if we agree that like lavender and chamomile do something, right? right? That right. they they that they do something that makes you calmer. Sure. Why not something else also doing something? So that's kind of like part one. Yeah. Part two of my point though is regardless of whatever you're going to do to reduce your test anxiety, um, as long as it works for you. Yep. Like just do it. Yep. And and I think it is, I mean, like, it's probably a placebo effect type of situation where you put you're, it on you're... your tongue. It's drops. Yeah. You take it. Oh so wow. it's like a homeopathic calming anti-anxiety medicine oh wow so there you go yeah you can cut out so, the part so, where i said you wear it like a perfume i don't know this is me literally oh, okay. not knowing what my students are recommending to me and they're like you should <laughs> tell your other students i'm like okay i will but i don't know what it is i've never done it so, right no so i mean i i guess my point though is is to say that like even if it is a placebo mm-hmm. effect right if it works, if it works, it works because it works. at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that you trick your own brain That's right. into being less anxious. That's right. Regardless of if your, you know, if your brain thinks it's from the drops, and you're like, "Well, I got the drops, I'm doing, I'm going to do great." Or if it's like, "I woke up this morning and I ate my favorite bagel, and I always have a great test after my favorite bagel." It doesn't actually matter. It's just do whatever you need to do to be calm. And like relaxed. Yeah. It's all yeah. in the head. So yeah, if it works, it works. And hey, if you if you're at Hail Mary, there you go. That's all I got. Those are my Hail Marys. Those are my kind of <laughs> I know I appreciated the Hail Marys. Lucy goosey, fun, clicky, you know, exciting thoughts. Yeah. So. yeah, we'll just we'll title this one How to Use Essential Oils to get a higher score <laughs> for the clicks, right? Right. Yoga, so whatever. Funny. So yeah, so that's that's about all I got for today no it sounds great thank you very much brooke yeah this has been jerry snacks hosted by tyler from achievable with brooke hansen from super tutor tv achievable has a great online jerry course that you can try for free at achievable.me and you can use the code podcast to get 10 percent off if you like it